Hi, everyone. Welcome to the newest episode of The Jay Davis Show. Super excited to have Michael Kuch with us, who's the co-founder and CEO of Your Super. Thanks for coming on the show, Michael. Hey, Jay. Uh, super excited to talk to you. Thanks for coming. Uh, well, let's just kick it off with, do you want to give everyone kind of a background on uh, you and your journey and then also what you guys do at you, Your Super? Yeah, so um, I started... Uh, or we started, my wife and me now started your super nine years ago in Amsterdam. Um, I'm German, actually, as you can tell from my terrible accent. Uh, and Crystal, my wife, is from Holland. And from that, therefore, we started in Amsterdam. And it's very personal. So the whole idea around healthy eating and, and our mixes and superfood blends we have at your super started because I was diagnosed with cancer at age 24. That's now 10 years ago. And I can still remember like it was yesterday getting this diagnosis in this, in this doctor's office in, in Germany, in the small town where I come from. And it was absolute shock because I, when I grew up, I was an athlete. I played college tennis and uh, never really thought I could get sick. And going through that experience, um, I started researching after going to chemo and, and, um, and all these uh, things they did with me uh, during that time. Um, I started researching and... and, and and I'd ask myself, why are people getting sick, right? Why did I get sick, right? Is there anything in my control I can do to navigate these risk factors? And, and uh, what I found was completely shocking to me. Just on the World Health Organization, if you look just up some stuff, there's that 50% of cancers and a lot of other chronic diseases are based on different risk factors. And among these are food. And I was like, oh my God, this is a light bulb moment. I can't control all of these risk factors and their stress and where we live and, and, yeah. and right. But I can control food and, and Crystal was in my life. She was giving me all the superfoods and wheatgrass and barley grass and spirulina. I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> I'm a meat eating German and you're giving me spirulina. I have no idea. And <laughs> then I started researching that. I was like, oh my God, uh, these ingredients have been around for hundreds, sometimes thousands of years. And have been like food as medicine, right? And and why are not more people using these um, to really get a quick way of 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 minerals and vitamins in fruits and vegetables? So easy um, to get these in uh, in. And so that's what we started. We started mixing different superfoods together um, to really help people eat healthier, to really help people eat more, get more plants in their diet. And that started nine years ago. And um, we uh, we're still going strong and and uh, and trying to inspire people to eat healthier. Then we moved to business 2016 to well, 2018 to the U.S. Um, and headquartered then in the U.S. Um, and ever since we're um, yeah we're inspiring people in the U.S. to eat healthier. That's amazing. I love the uh, that it all started from your personal personal kind of friction and pain and just something you were observing. Uh, I th I feel like now. People have, I mean, there's been so much movement towards this. You know, there's people, I've seen a bunch of episodes on Joe Rogan and, you know, yeah. where, where people are now talking about how so many of these diseases, diabetes, cancer, they're all coming from, or a lot of them are coming from inflammation and food and, and being rooted in many ways in food. Not that it's the only yeah. cause, but a huge cause, like you said, how do Nine years ago, I don't feel like that conversation was being had. How did you have the ability to kind of hold true to what you knew was true 
Yeah. Even when that wasn't kind of popular. And then now you're being very vindicated. Yeah. The shift in culture. So it was a lot of education in the beginning, especially in, in Germany and, and Holland, right? People didn't even know what a smoothie was or, or why would I drink a juice? Why would I do anything yeah. green, right? And, and so we had to educate a lot of people on, on why eating more plants is healthy, right? And, and so that was one of the reasons why we actually went to the U.S. with a business because we realized in, in Europe it, it was really hard for us to get the message through. Yep. We went to the U.S., and, and actually, we started an e-commerce shop within two weeks, a Shopify website, and started selling. And, and a few years in, 2016, we realized 10% of our revenue already came from, from people in the U.S. And we're like, why are these people ordering from a small startup in Berlin? Uh, they have to wait four weeks. They have to pay like in euros. They have to pay $30 shipping. And we didn't, it didn't make sense to us. So we called all our customers. Uh, but there were not so many, right? 10% is a big number, but like then the, the total people were not so many. So we called all of them and said, why, why are you ordering from us? Why are you, and don't you have enough powders in the US? What's going on? And we got always the same answer. Um, we want cleaner ingredients um, and you guys offer clean ingredients. We don't want to have this sugars and fillers and, and stevias in, in all our products. And, and you guys don't have these. Um, and you have a transparent supply chain, so we actually know what we're eating. There was another big topic for us um, that we know where we're sourcing all our ingredients from, so people really understand what's, where it's coming from. And so we're like, okay, let's go to the US, because apparently people understand it more, um, because that culture, especially on the coast, right, was, was yeah. already. Um, and then, yeah, 2018, we started then in the US and, and, uh, when, and, grew, and grew super, super quick then from there. That's amazing. I think that's it's something I actually talk with a lot of people of like, when was the last time you talked to your customers? And I love that. Like, let's just call them. Let's call them now, right? I mean, if uh, yeah. especially as an e-com business, yeah, like, gotta be so close to your customers. And and if they say go left, you gotta listen, right? And yeah. you go left. It's easy to get away from that. It's easy to all of a sudden find yourself in a bubble where you're like, I I don't talk to our customers anymore. You know. Yeah. It's easy, I think, if you have a product idea to be so product focused because you were the inventor of this product, right? And you're all of a sudden thinking, yeah, the whole world needs this, right? Yeah. Without actually talking to people, right? What is going well and not well from, from this product? And, and early on when we bootstrapped the first year, we went to all these different farmers markets, small expos, organic fairs, and always talked to our customers. We mixed all of this yeah. mixed by our hand in, in this little... A uh, small um, room we had in our own basement, basically, and and we would all go to every weekend to some other fair to talk to our customers, right? And we would always get this feedback: doesn't taste good, or the packaging is not great, right? And we were like, okay, great, we can pivot a little we'll bit, it. we can fix it, right? Yeah. Um, the smoothie you're making is not great, um, so we learned so much stuff from our customers to to fix it. Um, and then we also learned you can't make everybody happy, so it's it's also okay to to know, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and so you're it's not going to please everybody. Essence. No, I agree with you. You got to talk to your customers all the time. That's awesome. What's uh, as you look back on this journey? I mean, nine years. I'm sure there's so many lessons. Yeah. So it might be hard to choose choose like one or two. <clears throat> but what what would you do differently? Maybe one or two things. You're like, man, I wish I'd done this sooner i wish i would have done this differently i wish i hadn't done this at all what are some of those lessons as people 
are maybe the first year, second year in their businesses who are yeah. listening and are like, what are the things I should avoid? Pitfalls, that kind of stuff. Um, I think a major one, keep it simple. Um, we started yeah. with seven different products. And if I would start again, I would probably do only have one or two or three. Yeah. Um, right. And we made it ourselves complicated with our supply chain and, and have all these different ingredients and, and um, because we felt we needed to, but ultimately we didn't need to. So I would have to tell everybody, keep it so simple, uh, make the operations in the streamline so simple that you can really focus on what you're good at. In our case, it was selling and storytelling and, and really helping people on the front end. Um, and then the second one, um, Preston, your, your gut feeling too. Um, one of the things I learned in this journey all our early investors were saying, don't go to the US. It's too big of a market. It's, it's, uh, you, you need more money and it's, it's not going to be great. And, and we, really, um, we really had this mindset of we can achieve anything with this brand. So we had this big, this big vision, right? Started very small, yeah. small step, but really big vision. And I feel like that's, a, that's something probably earlier we could have done where we yeah. like... Um, we go where our market is, right? And and uh, we don't uh, we don't only do it by the book, right? Um, I think that's that's kind of a couple of lessons. Yeah, no, that's I love the both of those lessons. I think it's so easy to overcomplicate. It's so yeah. easy to just go crazy. <laughs> and, just... and I think even with scaling, right? I mean, and 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 if you then go into right twenty, thirty, fifty, uh, and, and above million, I feel like. One of the lessons I learned in this is we, we're tending then all of a sudden to do everything. We want to do all of a sudden everything. Yeah. Because something scale, we want to do everything. We want to hire a million people. Uh, all of the things all of a sudden that didn't matter before become important. And I would just challenge, and I challenge myself now too, is, is that really important? Right? Yeah. Or I can still focus on a few things that do really well. Then as a small business trying to do everything, um, a little bit and not well. Yeah. I think, uh, man, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so easy to all of a sudden get your ego tied up into how many employees do I have and, you know, how many product lines do I have? And I want to try everything and compete with everyone and innovate everything. And, yeah. and we have not brought out a new product in the first four years of this journey or first five years even. Because we felt like we, we have so much to learn on the, on the products we have, right? That we didn't go, didn't go broad right away, right? A lot of people we saw always early on who they have powders first and they go into bars and, and, and multiple different product lines. Yeah. Without really figuring out what works first. And um, I think to your point, I think that's so important. Yeah. No, it's... What, so along those lines, what would you say? I, I think personally, this has been one of the hardest things for me is I feel like as an entrepreneur, we spend so much time talking about ideas and how to launch ideas. And then all of a sudden you have someone take off and you're like, wait, what do I do? Like, no one talks about this. <laughs> like, no one talks about, I have a business that's, yeah, it's working and we're selling and making money. Now, how do I like, should I launch a thousand new products? Should I not launch any new products? And that's been hard. It's been challenging because there's just not that many. And so it's been, you know, finding good mentors, people who've been through it. But what are, what are some of those things for those people who are like, okay, it's working. Now what do I do? 
um, we always double down on what was working first okay. before, before go branching out, right? Is yeah, did you really max out that avenue or that distribution channel, that that marketing um, placement, that story, right? Did you really max that out, or can you really double down to really build that funnel that really works, right? As an evergreen funnel, almost. Yeah, and and then the other thing is. Um, uh, to your point, a little bit also on on product lines, right? That we really max out already. And and the third point is super important. We talked about in the beginning. Ask your customers too. Yeah, and we built this community of people around the brand, our early brand lovers and and community and and adopters that we always ask. We're always include in our innovation, right? To say what do you want to go next, right? What do you need from us? What would you buy from us? Um, right. So to really have then innovation tied even to your community. So, um, I think that's, that's super important. I think a lot of people and, and, and we sometimes do it also wrong, right? We launch something or forgot to ask our community and they're like, oh, we hate it. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, I think that's, that's a lesson that's so important. You got, you got to stay true to, to who you are as a brand. And therefore we need the feedback from, from, from your customers. Yeah, it's really easy to get stuck in this way of thinking that like, because we are so involved in our businesses that we've sold to everyone, everyone knows who we are, we got to launch something new because we've fully burnt out that, you know, that product or that product line and everybody knows and so we got to come up with something new and I have a mentor who's always like, there's still tons of people who have never heard of you, haven't considered you, haven't bought from you. Yeah. So you don't always need to be inventing new things. So no, I, I, think, um, I think that's a great point. Even if you want to start, anybody who's listening wants to start a business, I hear a lot of people always say, oh, I don't have a great idea. Right. And, and I think our, all our ideas evolve over time. Yeah. And, and most likely your idea you have uh, and our ideas we had, we weren't new, right? It wasn't something so crazy innovative. There were, there were protein powders on the market, superfood powders on the market, but it's, I think, what can you do better, right? And, and incrementally better. I think businesses that succeed do something a little bit better, right? It doesn't have to be the craziest years. It just, it's ultimately how passionate are you about it? How much better can you make it a little bit or a little bit better you can make it, right? And, and how much persistence you have to, to sell it to people. Yeah, no, I, I love that advice. I think that's, it's so, so much more about that process of continual improvement. I've actually seen you guys over the years and bought product from you and loved it, but it's been cool to see that transition, that progress of like the brand gets better. You fix the packaging, you make this, you improve this, you know, and that's just how it is. And I think that's where people get stuck. It's yeah. like, you look at your website, your packaging, that wasn't all there day one. No. That, and it didn't need to be. No. And people get afraid, like it's got to be perfect from the beginning. And it's like, that's just not possible. And perfect is so, nothing is ever perfect anyways. And yeah. Especially in the e-com world is ultimately, is it converting or not? I yeah. tell you any story, we, well, our, our competitor in the beginning, uh, we're like a company, a similar company we looked up to. We were in Germany, they were in the US and they had this beautiful website, <laughs> video background. It was amazing. Yeah. And and we're like, oh my God, we can never be there, right? Our website is so shitty, right? And, and we realized half a year later that they changed the website to the most simple website, 
and obviously learned this beautiful website was most likely not converting yeah. anybody and, and confusing somebody. So even if you think it's perfect just aesthetically, right, design-wise, um, it might be the ugly one. And an imperfect website is actually much better for your business. Yeah. I, I've met these guys who do, uh, they have a, a product that turns all the screens in your car into uh, into like a movie screen. You can watch Netflix on anything. So oh, wow. the, big, the big screen at the front of the Tesla, you can watch Netflix. And they were telling me that they learned this hack with TikTok where they'll do something very intentionally incorrect and kind of annoying. So in every one of their videos, they're always touching the touchscreen with their pinky finger. Mm -hmm. And then when people are like, why are you doing that? They're like, that's how everyone does it. And they're like, it's so funny because it just causes so, it's like so obviously wrong yeah. and not professional, but it causes so much conversation yeah. that it makes all of our videos go viral. And that always to me is like, don't get so stuck in being worried about doing what's cool or what's pretty that you're afraid to like, yeah. hack the system a little bit, you know? Spelling mistakes too. We learned always like if there's a good spelling mistake, uh, yeah. Leona on Facebook ads and stuff was, was yeah. always good. Because we are like, why did I spell this so weird, right? And then people start. It's all about getting right people to stop, right? Scrolling and, and yeah. engaged, right? So uh, I love that. I love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Investors are always like, fix the spelling. You're like, there's a reason it's not like, been fixed. Exactly. It's the best performing ad. Yeah, I love it. What uh, if you were to look at other businesses? What business would you say? Like, what what business did you wish you started? If there's another business out there that you're like, man, that was such a great idea. Um, I don't know if it's a great idea, but I I love uh, Patagonia or yeah, or the more social um, B Corp companies, kind of B Corp as a right business as a force for good as a as a certification. Um, I love that. I think like how they, how they market nowadays, how they stand for something and therefore getting so much, so much attention, right. And, and, uh, trying to do good for the world. I think, um, that's super cool. I, I, I would love to, to be, would have been part of that early journey with them yeah. started and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I would say Patagonia. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, so you recently became a dad, pretty like seven months. Seven months, yeah. yeah. Man, you. Uh, what has being a dad taught you uh, about being an entrepreneur? What What have been some of those lessons that have transferred over? Uh, patience. Um, yeah, that's the biggest one. Patience, yeah. and you got to be flexible. And I think we sometimes get so stuck. Um, me, especially, people like, oh, this is my hardcore routine. Uh, this I need to get done. Otherwise, the day wasn't great. And, and I feel like with him in my life, I'm already, no, no, I, I'm doing the most important thing, but I got to be flexible. Just like a business, you got to be flexible, yeah. you gotta be patient. Um, not everything can be done from today to tomorrow. It's a pro process and, and, and a journey. And um, he's teaching me that every day. I love that. And I can't force, like, more like I can't force my way to do anything, right? And, and yeah. like sometimes as an entrepreneur, we're trying to force everything and and I feel like I'm much more okay. It's gonna come because I'm I'm putting the right things in place. Yeah, I think kind of like you were saying earlier, tying that in. A lot of times with our businesses, we're like, 
it's a it's a one year old business and it's in its infancy. And we're like, why aren't you an adult yet? And it's exactly. like, because it's brand new. Like, chill out. <laughs> it's not perfect. It's fine. I'm so that way. Like, how do we go faster? How do we go faster? And sometimes it's, hey, it's going great. Tend, as, 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 as entrepreneurs, we tend to be like, everything has to be faster, bigger, and, yes. and right more crazy. And, and, uh, and, and, and I think that kids, and, and he's taught, telling me, hey, you gotta, I'm here, you got to be present, and, and you got to yeah. speed up. The great advice. I love that. Uh, what's something you've read or watched recently that you think more people should see? Um, I'm reading right now, Ryan Holiday, Stillness is Key. Oh, yeah. And I love the book. I love uh, all his books. Um, as entrepreneurs, I think super, super helpful. Uh, wow. I read last year, uh, Ego is the Enemy. Um, also super important um, for all leaders out there. Um, yeah. Um, to really um, read that and uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm learning a ton to, again, uh, calm myself down to be more, yeah, to more, be more present and make better decisions and, and have a better mindset to, to do the things I want to do. Yeah. Those Stoics news stuff thousands of years ago that we've forgotten. It's crazy, crazy. right? I mean, I'm, anytime I, I, I read, like, read his, his stuff and, and I'm like, this is crazy, right? They talked about, two three thousand years ago talk about the same stuff same challenges yeah. same Work thoughts balance <laughs> mindset right and, yeah. and like it's uh it's super helpful to know that we all have the same thoughts yeah and, and how to deal with that so i'm i'm enjoying uh, his books love it well what would you tell someone uh who's struggling to like get motivated they want to do some you know start a business or they want to grow their business what's kind of your classic go-to advice of like, hey, here, let me help you get you out of your rut. Here's here's what I would tell them. Um, a couple of things. We, uh, I always tell people, just do it. Don't overthink. Um, we started a business. We had no business plan. We, like I said, we we put up the the Shopify shop in two weeks, and and yeah. terrible. Our packaging was terrible. We just did it and and learned by doing. I, although I studied business, I had no idea about anything in terms of, of starting a business. Um, so you got, don't have to be an expert. You don't have to think everything through. Um, no, actually the opposite. Don't think about step 50. Just think about step one and, and just do yeah. it. And then if you get to step 50, there might be different problems anyway. So don't overthink it. Just do it. Um, and then the second major one is, uh, believe in yourself. Um, you can do it. Um, I can bring uh, a business from Germany into the US and, and scale. Uh, you can do it too here. And, and there's so much opportunity. So um, there's no reason not to believe in yourself. Yeah, uh, I think that's so true. So people get stuck in their own head and they start analyzing, overanalyzing everything. Yeah. And it's just get going. <laughs> just, just get going. Just do it and, and figure it out on the way. I mean, who knows what's. What at still 50, what do you have for problems, right? Um, it's a lot of assumptions, I think, in our head sometimes. And, and, um, and I feel like that's the lesson I definitely learned the last nine years. Yeah. Well, obviously, we want listeners to go to yoursuper.com, go check out, put in an order. Any other calls to action, things you guys are working on? Did you, any projects, new things you want to yes. cover out there? Yes, we have a we have a book coming out. Uh, Crystal and me 
Um, so my co-founder and me, we have a book coming out. It's called Your Super Life. And it's a, a lifestyle and cookbook. So for anybody who changed their lives, that's going to be a super helpful book um, with the top superfoods in the world in there with, with meal plans, um, with why eating plant-based is so easy, with, with 100 recipes that, that you can make within 20 minutes. Um, so anybody can just enjoy some, some more plans. Um, go get it. Um, it's called Your Super Life. Anywhere you get books, um, April 18th is launching. April 18th. That's what I was going to ask. Awesome. Amazon, kind of all the, all the places. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, every, everywhere you get, get books. So you can pre-order and, and uh, give it to yourself um, to make some changes. We always say, let's make this year the healthiest year yet. Yeah. And we all need it. Um, we all need more energy and, and uh, being on top of our health. Love it. Well, you're, you're still teaching us by writing a book. I think that's another one that a lot of people are like, I'm going to write a book this year. And it's always, always tough to get started. So yeah. love it. Get started with the first paragraph. <laughs> well, then... thanks again, Michael, for coming, taking some time away from the family and from work. Uh, we really appreciate having you on. Jay, thank you so much. Enjoyed our conversation. Thanks so much.